Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another show here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning. I also am going to be talking about some other things, so we want to keep people in prayer, families in prayer, because as we can tell, there's a lot going on. Now, recently, we have seen and heard information that many have never experienced before. And I also want to say happy 35th birthday to my son, because he was like, Mom, I've never seen no mess like this before, which we many of us haven't. But it's been on the social media, it's been all over the news, it's also affecting people's day-to-day life. It is being called a pandemic. Now, when we talk about a pandemic versus an epidemic, sometimes with an epidemic it doesn't cross over as many countries and states, and I think that's what makes it a difference between what is an epidemic and a pandemic. But, however... As we watch the news, listen to, watch television, we notice that cases are going out, up, and how can this virus be contained? How do we protect ourselves? Not to mention, how do we have our lives go back to normal? Now, today's show is entitled Overcoming Fears, because many individuals are in panic mode. You know, and it's getting out of control. Like I said earlier when I was doing my Facebook, I went to go look for some toilet tissue and could not find none. This is ridiculous. So today we're going to address how to overcome fears. We're also going to be talking about the difference between a pandemic and an epidemic. And because we see people are out of control and we talk about this fear, we know that some fear is healthy. However, when does one fear become unhealthy? So let me welcome my first caller who's going to join me on the air. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Hello. Are I know you you're on the air are with you me. To me. I am talking to you. You are the first caller. Okay. How are you doing? Okay. I'm doing okay. Just listening to what you had to say. And you're right. I'm when everybody's panicking and I'm trying to stay calm. Are you trying to stay calm? <laughs> you know what? Yes. It's- because you try to stay calm. I realized about five minutes before the show went on, I got hungry. I said, I need something to eat. I've been trying to stretch my food. You know, last night I cooked this big old meal, so I got enough food to last me like three days from that meal. And um, I tried to make some oatmeal this morning instead of going to buy me some breakfast. Girl, about 10 minutes to 12, my stomach started talking to me. I was like, uh-uh, I'm hungry. I'm sitting up here with some steaks, other than rice and gravy, yams, some zucchini, and I'm hungry. Now, you're right, Michelle. Things are out of control, and it's getting to the point to where individuals are in a panic mode. And um, are your kids out of school today? Oh, they're out of school for April 20th. To April the 20th. Wow. You know, and um, mm-hmm. I had a training that I was supposed to go to, and my training got canceled. I'm just like, wow, everything is being shut down. And this is affecting how individuals are to go about their day-to-day lives. Also, Michelle, it's affecting people's mental health, which is something that we can yes, talk about. Yes, it is. Because that is yes. huge when we start talking about the mental health. And many individuals are trying to stay calm, and stay connected with others because it wasn't until you sent me that text message about when we went to the Oprah event that Tom Tank's wife was there, and we're finding that so many individuals now are testing positive, but yet now some individuals are not having any symptoms. And I was also looking at the um, CBS, and they were saying how a lot of individuals, Tom, I think it's, I can't think of his last name, but how some of them are staying home because some of their cats have been um, t- have tested positive. I got to my office in Oceanside, and there was a sign because there's a, a woman's outpatient rehabilitation. They had a sign saying, we will be screening clients. So they don't even want clients and people walking through their door if they look sick. Now, what are some mm-hmm. of the, or your concerns? Because you are, or you, was a, you was a nurse at one time, correct? Right. Now, what do you see yeah. on with this virus, especially from your medical background? 
I know you went prepared but for this. I, did, I have talked, actually, at 4 o'clock this morning, I was talking to one of the surgeons I used to do work with and I did an internship with, and all elective surgeries are being canceled. Mm-hmm. Unless they're a Category 3 or 4, it's not going to happen. And the people at, like, Kaiser and the different facilities, you know, they have to stay on, um, but they're having child care issues because everybody's used to the kids being in school. And, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it's, it's, they're recommending that you don't go to the emergency room unless you really, really have to because people are going to start going there because they're starting to panic and they want to think they're going to get tested, in which they're not going to get tested at the emergency room because they're, they've got to deal with emergencies. And that's why I guess something about some new test is supposed to be coming out that they're supposed to be, I don't know where they're going to have that, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot of people panicking and the physicians are just saying, you know, that they have to do it for the safety of patients. And it is, it's the same, like, you know, like with the kids out of school, mm-hmm. I mean, we got the kids out of school, but now everybody's going to McDonald's and uh, what's that pizza place called? Chuck uh, um, Cheese. And John, Chuck uh, Cheese. And I'm like, wait a second. If you got the kids out of school, what's the point of you? Why are you taking them to entertainment places? That, that isn't going to help what you're doing. So now I understand they're shutting things down there. And if people don't listen, they're going to do a, a lockdown right here. So I'm, well, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but that's, I mean, if, if nobody wants to listen, because parents and people don't know what to do with their kids because they're so used to their kids being in school, or if they have to go, their first responders, they have to go to work, you know, then they have to figure out what they're going to do. And um, so I can see why people can kind of panic, but panicking, this may sound strange. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was up two or three times last night because I was thinking about it, but not because I'm going to panic about it because there's nothing I can do. I just, it, it's hard to sleep. And then when you just mentioned about with no symptoms, I've heard other people say that. And, and I listened to my kids, oh, mom, I don't feel good. And I'm thinking, <laughs> last Friday I was thinking, okay, you know what, I'm keeping them home from school because you know what, I think they're going to shut school down. And sure enough, they did. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if, you know, if, because you could have been exposed. I mean, like you said, when we were at the other thing, the, the event, I mean, and, and Rita Wilson has it, and she was there. So how many other people were there? And they say, well, it takes two weeks for it to start showing up, but but maybe you don't even show signs or symptoms. So what are they going to do, test everybody? I mean, I, I don't. the only thing I can think of is just do lots of meditation, yoga, listen to music, try to be happy, read, uh, play with the kids. I mean, you know, do arts and crafts and find things because if you're panicking, your kids are going to start panicking. That is true. That's something I want to emphasize too because kids don't understand what's going on because um, teacher couldn't go to work today because writer's been coughing. And I know over the weekend I was up in Compton and I was going stir crazy sitting in the house. When they canceled my class, I was so mad. Then I went to sleep, and I didn't wake up until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I had already been going to Olive Garden, so I felt like Olive Garden was haunting me. I was looking at, I was getting emails from Olive Garden. The commercials was all saying Olive Garden, so I wound up going to Olive Garden because Ryder was bored. He was bored. I was bored. Then I went to Bachanga Casino. Michelle, I thought they was fake. I mean, I thought I really thought they was playing at first when the pit ball said that the casino was going to be closed. I was like, hey, I'm going to just go down the casino. I got a birthday coming up. I don't know what I'm going to do for my birthday. And that's not to be selfish because I know that there is a lot I of know. stuff going on. But when we start talking about closing down, casinos, closing down casinos, bars, restaurants, now they want you to just go through drive throughs and it's affecting people's relationships. You know, so like I said, it is a mental health issue, which we're going to be talking about. And as you know, I'm also a licensed um, therapist. I'm getting calls from my clients, and I just got one just now saying, hi, Jeanette, I was wondering if we could talk on the phone or video chat for our appointment tomorrow instead of face-to-face. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay, we can talk on the phone. You said, excellent, I will call you tomorrow at this number. Thank you. You know, people are well, even you know, being 
That is going happening. to therapy, that even though you can do telehealth now. Yeah. yeah, they're doing their, and actually, um, I got a phone call because my kids, as you know, have uh, programs like the Start Program and Wraparound Services. They have now corporate has told them there's no contract coming in. So instead of coming in today from one to three for the next three weeks to do assessments, and the kids are supposed to not be here, I we're going to do we were going to do FaceTime or video chat or on the phone, and then the same thing with the Start Program. But I said, how can you do a family observation on the phone? I don't see how you could do that. I mean, that is, that's, that's, you, you defeat the whole purpose. And if you don't correct. do it FaceTime and the kids and, the, and your kids. So, like, I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that have services for kids like mine or they have services just for their kids. Or, but if their daycare provider comes to their house and they don't have a child care person, are they going to be allowed to bring their kid with them? And yeah, that's, that's then, interesting. And uh, I told her, I said, so I guess, uh, uh, how's it going? Because she teaches at National University also. She teaches um, domestic violence, and I was telling her about you and your classes. And she also mm-hmm. teaches the effect of elderly abuse. And I said, mm-hmm. so is National University still having classes? She said, no, it's online, and I can't even figure out how to do this thing. <laughs> uh, you and me both, girl. And people trying to do Zoom, and I'm sitting up here like, I think if I do Zoom, that means I got to set up an account for on the hour, every hour for the clients. I'm like, I don't even know how Zoom even works. So, oh, that's what somebody said, Zoom. That's what it's called. I, they said Zoom, and I go, what? What are you talking about, Zoom? Oh, there, so there's a, there's a chat thing you can do on Zoom, like Skype kind of? Or like, why can't yes. you do FaceTime? Oh, not everybody has an iPhone, you can't do FaceTime, I guess. Correct, correct. You're right. And a lot of times people don't want to be doing Messenger because it's a lot of HIPAA violations. And so, like I said, individuals are afraid to go out. But, I mean, what got me, Michelle, is this mess with the toilet tissue. What so is I, that? I don't know. I, I went on Costco like two weeks ago, and people were buying water. I'm like, What's going on? I said, they're already panicking me off this thing here. I said, you know, I mean, the, the, what interests me is that, okay, the fear, right? They have the fear on this virus. What about a fear of the earthquake? Weren't you prepared for the earthquake that doesn't give you any warning? Okay. So, you know, if you, because just think about it. If you had an earthquake, mm-hmm. you don't get no warning. But now you have this virus, and you're all running out to buy the stores are empty. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, so I guess you could use uh, towels and wash them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about to boil down to. Because I'm going to tell you, I did not find no toilet tissue, none. And I was down to my, I'm down to my last two rows. And then I went on to um, the Internet, and I saw eBay had a roll of toilet paper for $30-something. I said, I'm not paying no $30-something for no toilet tissue. Like you said, you come out better washing your butt and cleaning your face towel. You know, this yeah. is ridiculous. Well, they're, not is. Supposed to, they're, they're not supposed to be price gouging. I think there was something that was said about that because I, I shop a lot on Amazon. I don't know if a lot of other people do. But I went back on Amazon and, like, for baby wipes that I usually get at Costco, you know, but I've done a lot of – they sell a lot of stuff on Amazon that way. It's $25 a box. It's $20 a box in Costco. But I figured for the $5 difference, I'm saving my time and gas. Well, mm-hmm. the, the seller wanted $155. I said, oh, I'll shoot him. That's, That's not right. So now it's unavailable, and you can't, they can't do it because he got shut down because it's not right that people do that. And, right. um, and then uh, now I was just notified, just so you know, because of the fear of people are saying the AFCM, Oh, let me read this too that came through. The House passed a bill for paid sick leave and urgent aid to our communities. We reply health or dial a number to urge your senator to vote yes. So I guess they want to make sure that people get paid if they're um, the AFCME. House passed the bill to pay for sick leave and urgent paid. So you have to call a number and vote yes if you want it. Mm-hmm. To be done. So, which hopefully people will do, because right. especially when you've got our first responders, you know, out there still working, 
And, um, and if the people in the hospital, I mean, I have a girlfriend who has cancer and they canceled her appointment at oncology and told her, do not go to the emergency room unless it is a, I mean, a dying emergency. Well, part of that too is, as you know, some people have compromised immune system. So when you start what? talking about my kids do, and you start talking about kids and people with lupus and cancer and and other um, illnesses, right. their immune system is compromised. They're more at risk. Even though I was listening to someone say something this morning, because they had the Surgeon General on the air on the news, and he was saying that 99% are fully recovering from this. But they also saying that the, uh, with the coronavirus outbreak, they're now talking about having people quarantined for up to eight weeks and that there will be no vaccine, vaccine for about a year. And if you have respiratory systems or problems, please stay at home. So you have people that have asthma, bronchitis, acidosis. You know, there's a lot of respiratory diseases and infections and stuff out there. So we have to be mindful of these things. So that's one of the things, you know, because like I lost my mom to breast cancer, and I know when she would go to the oncologist, and even when she had cancer, if you were sick, she didn't want you coming to her house. She was like, you ain't going to kill me no faster. So, and the thing is, like I said, we start talking about a pandemic that is of a disease prevalent all over the country or the world. Michelle, I don't know if you've been updated with social media, the news, and all this, because they're seeing that in some countries it's actually moving at a faster rate than what it is in the United States, but we're kind of catching up. Yeah, that's no, I've heard that. I've heard that, and now that's why everything else is shut down or whatever, and so now, but then what I'm beginning to wonder is, you know, I mean, because, you know, they're making such, they're, I mean, they're notifying everybody and keeping everybody informed, but it's panicking people. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure, you know, I don't know. I'm torn between whether they should be making such a, you know, we've got to do this. But like you said, about eight weeks. First is till the end of March. And I'm like, so what's going to happen April 1st? Does that mean it's all going to be better by April 1st? And I, I mean, like, and now I heard, too, they're counseling domestic flights. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that, but, you know, it's taken me to one of the things that I was looking at, and I saw this because I've been on people's um, social media pages, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and someone had posted on Instagram about when we talk about blaming the media, part of it is we want the information, but can it be too much information? And one of the things this individual put on his social media was stop blaming the media, seriously, it is dangerous and wrong, even as a joke. Can you imagine any other group of people who would or who you could blame and have it be okay? Since the media is not an ethnic group, somehow it's okay to lump them all together and blame them. Secondly, do you do you do yourself a disservice to look at the world events and blame people telling you what's going on? And third, right. the media is conveniently and politically invented, what they call it, a boogeyman, what does that mean to you? Is it the reporter who is your neighbor trying to get facts about the community? You know, so instead, it's a remember that while you're working at home and social distance and your playmates, journalists are going to the newsroom, bring you the news of the day, working long hours and trying to save lives. So stop blaming the media and start thanking journalists. Because part of it is, you know, some people don't want to know. It's like when I think when the president, when they were talking about that he was around that guy that was um, had tested positive, he probably just really didn't want to know. No, a lot so, of people don't. It's the same when somebody gets sick and that person's going to die. They don't want to. They don't. They don't want to know. They want to be in denial because it's and then, you know it's sad, but. And you can't, you should really shouldn't blame. I mean, you can't blame the media. I mean, I know they're telling you a lot of stuff, but they're doing it for your own good. But I guess other people, you know, think, oh, this is it's the same life when you go as a change from the media. But like somebody I know went in the store the other day and they sent me a picture of how empty the store was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so you finally decided to go out. He said, yeah, I'm going to go get, you know, a few things here and there. He said, obviously it's, 
getting out of hand and it's going to be a while. And I said, yeah, uh-huh. so, but there's people at the store that are um, getting upset with the people that work at the store saying, when are you going to restock these shelves? Well, you know, they're doing the best they can. They, and then, can't, they can't restock them. If the manufacturer's not going to send anything, it's like my daughter has a specialpedia thing. I'm still waiting to see if I'm going to get delivered from Amazon. I'm, I'm like, it was supposed to have been here Friday. And I'm like, okay, it's not here now. So is it going to come? And I'm going to have to listen to my daughter have a fit because they don't have her pedia sure. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And that is true because a lot of times individuals just being mean, they're being out of control, they're being disrespectful. And part of that is that panic. Now, looking on to the comments that I was reading before, and it says, sorry, I have to disagree in this respect. You are correct. That should be dangerous and wrong. But the media has brought distrust on itself by repeated actions over the years. It didn't happen overnight. You just can't sweep it under the rug. And even now, such media is more interested in political narrative than true communication, interpretation of what the public is really saying, it's lost on media who twists into its own defense. And until the court issues are addressed on a widespread basis and over time, the distrust and doubt will remain. This is an opportunity to gain some trust, but is the media um, capable of that? And I would say yes, but the thing is, too, they have to be given the information by someone also. So we, you know, we, and, and you know, Michelle, that's another thing that happens when people get scared and they panic. It's so easy to blame somebody. And, um, but well, yeah, then, yeah. I mean, they all want to put on blame somebody, but, but blaming somebody is not going to help. The, I mean, it's not going to help. It's, it is what it is. And I mean, I said to my friends that, live down here they have a small apartment right and but my but she helps with my daughter a lot and i said mm -hmm. you know if they lock us down for 40 days see if, if my husband as you know passed away well mm -hmm. to me i mean i love my husband dearly i've been 40 years this year but if i had to be locked up with my husband for 40 days or eight weeks i'd be like thank god i have a big house thank god i have a big house okay so, because, so I told my girlfriend, I said, your husband might have to, they might close his restaurant. And I said, what? And I said, oh my gosh. She said, how are you? She goes, I'm just going to sleep. And I said, you're going to sleep with three teenagers and your husband. Oh, I would be, I, I'd be locking myself in a closet. You so, sound like me. I told, uh, I said to myself, I started thinking, I said, if I got to be quarantined for 30 days, who do I want to be quarantined with? Do I want to stay well, by my dog, or do I want to go with Tisha and Ryder? My three days with Tisha and Ryder, I said, I think I'd rather be with me and my dog. But you know what the funny part was? I got on my dog's nerve this morning. We started fighting. The dog was like, let me out. <laughs> I to sleep outside. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome. Like, I have a big yard. I don't know how big your yard, but I have a big yard. My dog would love to have some company because my dog is bored. I got plenty of room. And my dog is by herself, but I was like, if I want to be quarantined, do I want to do it by myself or do I want to do it down there? And I was like, uh, I think I better off that because Bull Ryder was driving me crazy. And then Tisha fussing at me, talking about I'm using too much toilet tissue. I'll go to the bathroom. I said, well, I only use five squares. She said, well, you need to break it down to three or four. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I'm not older, disabled. Is this how she gonna treat me? You know, I better make sure I get some in-home care or something. Now, as we're talking about this and with this coronavirus, and some individual got what's called the coronavirus anxiety, and as we know, anxiety is deemed as a mental health issue where individuals have excessive worrying. They can have panic attacks. You know, they mm -hmm. can um, night sweats. You know, there's a lot of things that are happening. And some individuals, Michelle, are having some PTSD behind this, especially if they have been around with some of the other different things that was brought up in regards to the swine flu and, and other um, <clears throat> epidemics that we've had in the past. Because, you know, we've had, and I was looking at, we had in 2003, they said SARS was going to kill us. 
Then 2005, it was the bird flu was going to kill us. Then 2006, it was E. coli. And then mm-hmm. 2008, financial collapse is going to kill us all. 2009, the swine flu is going to kill us. You know, and then in 2012, we had something about um, the Mayan calendar predicts the world is ending. 2013, North Korea is going to cause a World War Three, And then 2014, the Ebola was going to kill us. And then we had 2015, ISIS. 2016, the Zika virus, and now 2020, the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we always, something is coming up, and with that, that can lead to PTSD because individuals start freaking out. They start freaking out. Now, I saw something else, Michelle, that I wanted to talk about before we even go to the mental health and relationship. Somebody posted, it says, Dear Shoppers, Due to the recent outbreak of stupidity and panic purchasing by complete idiots, the nation is currently experiencing a shortage of toilet paper and common sense. Expect supplies to be replenished once these sheep-minded morons have all starved to death in their homes, surrounded by toilet paper, but without nothing to eat. I said, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? People are finally, they're finally deciding now, I think they were after the water and the toilet paper, but now they're realizing, oh gosh, I better buy more food because <laughs> yep. I can't, I can't eat my toilet paper and I can't eat my water. Uh-huh. I mean, I can only survive on water and I'm like, well, you know, so they're buying all the eggs now are gone and all this other stuff. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. I you know I don't know what to say except that you know I mean people have got to find a way to stay calm because if they don't, you know I mm-hmm. mean I'm sure they're probably calling the doctor saying you know can I have some Valium can I have some Clonamine or, mm-hmm. or can I have some Clonapin or something like that because you know especially people that have high anxiety issues you know, um and then the next thing you know the pharmacies will be out. Because there'll be a high demand for everything because nobody else was prepared for all of this. And the manufacturers will be, you know, like, okay, what are we going to do now? Uh, This pharmacy needs this and that pharmacy needs that. I don't know. I mean, I, no, I don't, there's only thing you can do is I just keep telling myself, okay, you can talk. I, I call people on FaceTime. I talk to people, text people, um, let my kids do that because I had to explain to my kids. They're like, why can't we go? I said, oh, because they're sick. Well, why do they get sick? Oh, they just have everybody sick today. They have the flu. So mm-hmm. now whether my kids will remember it or not, you know, I want to go bowling. Bowling alley is closed because so I have to call the bowling alley and let her hear that, okay, they're not open today. Okay, that's fine. So, I mean, and I, I'm not a big fan of having them use their iPads and the TV a lot, but you know what? But my kids do like to do their educational stuff, and there's some educational stuff like Easy Reader and different things on YouTube. So thank goodness for the Internet. If we didn't have the Internet, I don't know what would happen. Um, yeah, but the thing can, is, you know, people, people, prices of the Internet is going up, too, because, you know, they're talking about the Dow Jones has dropped. I got into it with AT&T because they told me my cable bill was going to be $275. I said, I'm not paying no $275 a month when I'm hardly at home? That's ridiculous. Wait, wait, wait. Why are they raising, why are they doing that? Well, I, they said the basic Internet is running about 60 something dollars, and then by the time you do Internet, phone, and cable, the lady told me that there's been a $10 increase on people's um, Internet. Okay, we got a caller oh. calling in. Let me log this caller on. Okay. Well, I know what you can do. You can tell them, you know what, I'm going to go to the next provider who's going to give me a but I did. That's what I did. For 10 years. Well, and they, and they reduced mine. Yeah, I tried that the other day. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number ended in zero zero. I'm doing wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. So today's topic, we're talking about overcoming fears. And we're talking about this 
pandemic, as it's relating to what's going on, and people are out of control right now. It's affecting one's mental health. It's affecting individuals' relationship. And we're trying to teach, and we're going to talk about how people can stay calm and connected with one another. What are your thoughts as it relates to what's going on? Well, my thoughts are is that um, if you're going to be honest, then you can't sugarcoat things, you know, and a lot of people are sugarcoating stuff because they're not being honest. Mm-hmm. If you're not honest, then how are you going to be able to take responsibility for your feelings? And also, in doing that, you would be changing what you do, and what you would be doing is reaping the benefits of doing that, but people are not doing it, so we need to help them to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you, and when you say honesty, and we're talking about some of the information that we're getting from the CDC, and then some of the information we're getting from our president and, you know, individuals in the medical field, and they're kind of bound because a lot of people don't want to be responsible for saying things. And on some things we've turned a blind eye to because we don't take it that serious. Like I said, when I was sitting at Batanga playing blackjack and they told me the casino was closing, I thought they was playing. Then the first thing I'm thinking, well, I'll go to Batanga. I mean, I'll go to Paula. They was like, uh, Paula closed. They closed. <laughs> I was like, what the world? I've never seen this before. And one of the things that they're talking about is to slow down the spread. And now they're talking about closing bars, closing restaurants, you know, and this panic is disrupting individuals' public life. And not not only people's public life, but about going through your day-to-day life. When they were talking about closing Disneyland, I said, oh, they're not playing. You know, because sometimes Disneyland even be open in the rain. So when we start hearing all of these different things, and some individuals, we don't know what to do. And when you say being honest and this fear is growing, it's affecting individuals' relationships. I'll give you an example. One of them is, and what they're talking about, is that we need social distancing and hand washing. Now, some individuals got teenagers that don't like washing their hands or kids that don't like washing their hands. And you got people fighting over this stuff right now. You know, I want to ask you, Michelle, what has been your take with this hand washing? Because we're trying to teach individuals proper hygiene, which they should have had a long time ago anyway. But some individuals don't. What is your um, take on that, Michelle? Well, I mean, as far as washing your hands, it's always been a thing you should wash your hands. And as being a health care provider, it's mandatory for us, you know, to uh, have to wash our hands. And they're saying wash it for 20 seconds, use a sanitizer and all that stuff. Okay. However, you know, and, and that's fine. I think that's good. Wash your hands, keep your things clean. But there was a talk about this virus being um, – Airborne, you know, like so if you cough on somebody with droplets. Okay, so mm-hmm. I don't know if you don't wash your hands, you know, that's one thing. It's not good, but I mean, but if you're, let's say you have a cough and you cough on somebody, but is that why the people are wearing masks? And then I've heard the masks aren't doing any good, but if it's a, it's an airborne thing, it should be wearing a mask. But as far as hand washing, I mean, I think that people should. I think it always should be the life of hand washing or wear gloves, you know. Um, when you're wearing gloves so, and people, you're touching things. You know, when you said that, I thought about a friend of mine. He um, is an assistant pastor. He said he went to take his mom off for her, his birthday, her birthday, and he had sarcoidosis. And with him having sarcoidosis, he has a compromised immune system. He said some little kid coughed in his face. And this is a big guy. He said he got so mad he wanted to knock that kid out. <laughs> I laughing. Oh, really? He scared to death if he would have swung and, and did something like that. But he's already sick. And then here he's out there taking his mom out for her 80-something's birthday. And then here comes this kid. He said, this kid coughed right in my face. You know, so when we start talking about these things and teaching kids regular, you know, hygiene manners or coughing your arm or not coughing out in people's face or in your hands and touching things, and that was one of the issues teacher had yesterday. I mean, the writer, is he want to touch everything and, you know, swipe everything, and now he walking around here coughing. So we just have to make sure that we um, – you know, are reminding children, reminding ourselves, 
and not fighting. Another thing when it comes to a pandemic or an epidemic, Michelle, is like you said, your husband has passed, but, you know, with, with people that are married, that are dating, you know, some of the parents are saying if these kids go out, they can't come back in, and I'm not going to have them run in and out of my home, and I don't know who they're hanging out with. So people are be also becoming quite paranoid, which is also affecting how they're communicating with one another. Have you heard anything or experienced that with some of your friends that you've spoken with, how it's affecting their relationships? Yeah, I have. And um, it, it just gets very stressful, but like your caller was saying, you know, you just need to be honest about things and talk about things, but it's just trying to stay calm, which is not easy to do, especially if you've, you know, been your job has been shut down or whatever's been going on, mm-hmm. you know, because that's causing more stress. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I've heard that. In fact, I have uh, my stepson who said he's, his business is slowed down because um, – that where he does his business is nightclubs and clubs and things like that. And people are shutting things down and nobody's mm-hmm. going out too much. And so he works as a provider also because he has a disabled son. So he lives in Downey. He's going to come down here. And I mean, I jokingly said to him, you know, you could get down here and spend a few days to help me out and do IHSS. However, once they do a lockdown, you ain't getting out. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I didn't think about that. I said, yeah. I said, but don't worry. The house is big enough. So, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna, nobody comes in my room. Okay, I stay in my room. So, But as far as, you know, I mean, if you're married and has been a while, I mean, I guess you'll get to know, you know, how people feel about each other. Um, you, know, and, you know, because they're going to be stuck together. You know, I mean, they don't, because you need your space. So you just have, I think you have to agree to disagree. And just don't talk religion or politics. And um, that's one thing. You said I guess you get to know how people feel. Well, I guess my dog do not like me. <laughs> well, and like, the other gentleman, is, I don't know, is he still on the phone? I mean, he talked about he being up. honest. What's he? Uh, the, oh, he hung up? Okay. Yeah, he hung up. So, um, so but but being honest, up. you know, I mean. Well, you know what? You're going to be honest Michelle. about what? That's what I was going to say. Part of the honesty is sometimes we don't want to elicit more fear. And when we're talking about, and that's a good question you pose, and I hopefully he'll call back. We talk about that honesty because sometimes if you give people too much information, they're not going to believe you anyway. And so we have to be mindful of that when we talk about honesty. And it's like what are some of the things that individuals are um, being dishonest about. I have something else that I wanted to share that I saw on one social media posting, and it says um, important information to everyone who lives in Los Angeles to keep the city safe as as new cases of the coronavirus are discovered, the L.A. mayor has implemented some new strict guidelines to ensure the following directives Stay calm, and we will get through this together. And they were talking about what was most the public, which was bars and nightclubs, dining restaurants, mm-hmm. event venues, and gyms and fitness studios. And you know, Michelle, a lot of individuals are addicted to going to the gym. And, I mean, they can do yoga in their home or go to YouTube and download something. And I'm going to tell you something else that's being brought to my attention is graduation ceremonies. Because I had a graduation ceremony I was supposed to be going to in April. So now I don't even know if teachers are going to be able to get a refund on our tickets in regards to us flying out. So that's a whole Well, you know what? I think the the airlines, I have heard that the airlines, depending on the airlines, are working with people and refunding uh, tickets and, you know, putting it out for a later date, they're not refunding this. I don't know if they're going to refund the money or they're going to not charge you a cancellation fee or whatever, you know, um, but you can use it at a later time. So, like, when they postpone it and the graduation, Mm -hmm. I don't know where the graduation was, but, no, and you're right about the gym and and the flying. That's why I'm saying, like, somebody just told me they're going to shut LAX down. I said, oh, no, you got to be joking. (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. 
So, and I was thinking, you know, I can't get the kids out. I'll go to a hotel and lock myself in the hotel. And I'm thinking, well, I can probably start locking hotels down. And then when they you may lock said, some of the hotels down said, too, because a lot of stuff are being locked down. Because one of the questions that came about with uh, Pachanka was, what about the hotels? And they said that's why they're giving the guests some time to transition out. Because, you know, some people live in those hotels. And they don't want people to be know, homeless. What are you supposed to do? But they live in the hotels. So that's some people do. So what are, yeah, what are they supposed to do? They're I mean, be if they live in a hotel, are they going to make them leave? Where are they going to yep. be? Like they're talking about the homeless people and stuff. They were talking about what they're going to have to try to help the homeless people do. Uh, because the homeless people are just as a jeopardy as everybody else. I know. And it's like, okay, so let's make some tents. But see, my my thing about that, which I'm not going to get upset about, is there. I mean, down in San Diego, they're talking about trying to make tents in different places and blah, 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 which they've been doing. But now they're really going to do it because of this epidemic. Because, you know, if the home, I mean, they're entitled to be safe, too, just like us. Correct. Just because see, they're now we not, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, well, especially if, no, no disrespect to Encinitas, but Encinitas doesn't want any homeless people at their parks or tents. Well, you know what? This is an open, this is the United States. If you don't like it, and if they can put it here, they should be able to put it there, too. I mean, I'm Well, sorry. you know what? And not only in Benitez, there's a lot of cities that are like that, that discriminate. But see, but the homeless population has changed because a lot of individuals are basically one's paycheck for being homeless anyway. So you just you just never know. You know, just because you see a person, they could be driving a Mercedes, a BMW, and still, because homeless means without home. So individuals are having to rethink this. And see, now we're talking about the social distancing and the hand washing. And if you don't want it to spread and you want it to slow it down, we're going to have to start trying to help one another. And like you said, you have a big house. I miss my big house. But but by that same token, you want to make sure that everybody is safe and everybody have a place to stay and eat and that, you know, and that people are doing the best that they can and we have to be obedient. And that's one of the biggest problems is we don't like being told what to do. And because we don't like being told what to do, that's why it's a, it's becoming more of an issue. And we can speak a little bit even about the church. Do you know that a lot of um, some of the churches have also um, had to close if they had large gatherings? So that's a whole other issue. Well, no, issue. I, my understanding is the churches, a lot of churches are. In fact, a friend of mine from Utah, because you know the Mormons are really big on church, and they mm-hmm. are, and they're getting ready to have a conference in Utah, and I think the conference is going to be just televised through home, and they're not going to have them do anything. And I don't know about all the other churches here. But I've been hearing that church, church, well, if Joel Osteen cut down his church thing, then that means all the other ones are. Because if it's any gatherings over 250, I mean, I do, that's what I'm just hearing. Then well, church will be, you can see on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah, nice. I heard, I heard this morning at 425 that it was down to 50 people. So when I'm mm-hmm. done... You know, we're done here. I'm going to be sending my girlfriend a message. Okay, now is your husband still working? Because yeah. you know, now it's down to 50 people. And um, I'm like, and she works, she's the one who works for Disney, you know, Maryland. So, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she was like, when I told her about Pachanga, she said, oh, yeah, and her dad is so bored. He's like, oh, my God, now Pachanga? Now you're kidding. Yep. Sorry, that so, is I said, true. Yeah. And I told her, I said, that you went, and she said, and she didn't invite us? I said, yeah, I know. Well, because I, I didn't plan on going. I went from the Olive Garden. I said, I, I said, she didn't plan on, she probably didn't plan on going. I said, but she probably lost enough money for all of us, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> no, I did. I only lost 200. I lost 200. That was about it. That was all I was playing with. But I could have I could have bought some groceries with that $200. So, but it's okay. Yeah, but I mean, as far as people going, you know, like, in, like I said to people that are, you know, I mean, I wouldn't just invite anybody to my house, but I mean, if somebody, because, you know, being by yourself sometimes and you can talk to people, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, you know, mm-hmm. being locked up in the house with somebody else. But then on the other hand, you know, because you got, especially if you're at their house or whatever, my attitude is that, you know, I, my space is like, okay, you know what, if I got a room and a bathroom for you, do your own thing or whatever, 
just do it in your space. But I mean, we'll share the kitchen. We just have to wipe everything down, you know, mm-hmm. but like I told my stepson when he was coming down and, uh, and he says he is, and sometimes he procrastinates and doesn't, I just said, just make sure you understand that I'm not hiring a housekeeper to do your dishes and stuff. And when you cook and clean, you're responsible for your dishes. Um, mm-hmm. And just a lot of times he would come here and then he'll say, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And then I'd have somebody else here and some people don't like dishes on the counter, then they just do the dishes. And I'm like, no, no, he's doing his own dishes, okay? I'm not paying somebody to do his dishes. So, you're, you know, you want to come and like, it's just like your house. You would do it at your house. So you're getting paid to work. So you, and you're going to stay here because it's too far to drive back and forth. Then that's fine. But, you know, when I want my downtime, I want my downtime. And, you know, and if I don't think he's not coming with the grandkids, which is good because when they come to the grandkids, they just get up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. I'm in bed at nine o'clock. I'm like, you know what? I'm either reading a book. My kids are going to sleep. I'm not taking them off their schedule. Okay. Correct. Now, what's interesting, though, is when they're saying they don't feel well, and you were talking about going back to symptoms, okay, mm-hmm. and they say, I don't feel good or I'm tired. Do you think, I mean, is it because they're just bored if they're tired? Because my kids have never, my daughter has never said stuff like, oh, I'm just really tired, Mommy. I want to go lay down. She does that after school, but not well, when she's not going to school. One of the things that they're saying, Michelle, too, is one of the symptoms is checking fevers, checking for temperatures. Because they're saying well, they don't have no fever yet so far. Mm-hmm, but check their temperature because a lot of individuals are showing no symptoms, but they're testing positive, which I thought was kind of odd because I thought that one well, that's what I was wondering. If they're testing positive, how are they testing them positive if they're showing no signs of symptoms? Are people just going in and getting tested? Well, you know, I remember, I think it was, in, I forgot when it was. I was, I came back from Vegas one time, and I was really, 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 really sick, and I thought I had the pneumonia. It was in March. I know it was in March. And they stuck this thing down my nose, through my throat, and did like a throat culture, and then they were able to tell that I didn't have the flu. So there's ways that they can test, and they're trying to do screenings. So it's it's very right. interesting. But it's best to know that way you could take care of yourself. Another thing one of my friends was saying, too, is we're so busy looking for water, we bypassing juices. You know, where we could take some ju- drink some juices high in vitamin C and, um, you know, different things that could fill you up. I was in Compton over the weekend. There was a guy driving down the street, girl, selling fruit from a truck. And my daughter was walking. I was like, oh, my God, I hope that fruit ain't contaminated. What if somebody trying to poison fruit to the neighborhood? <laughs> You know, just we will get rid of people faster. But he had a truck full of fruit, and I mean good fruit well, too. And yeah, and that's true. You can have juices. And now, if you do Gatorade or Pedialyte, that's going to help your electrolytes, like the water will. But mm-hmm. if you do juices, that's not necessarily going to keep you hydrated. And that's oh, right. But if you, a lot of people have what do you call the osmosis or whatever? Like I have filtered water, whatever. Yeah, that's. You know, um, so I don't know that I, do I really have to worry about if you have filtered water, do you have to really worry about bottled water? That's a good question. I can't answer that question, but that has been also something that's been proposed. It's because a lot of individuals do have filtered water, and they find that to be just as effective or either boiling your water, which is another thing. Other people were talking about as far as um, cleaning and cleaning supplies is bleach. Somebody had put on right. about, there was about a can of Lysol said that they've never seen on a can of Lysol where it says it kills of coronavirus, but bleach can kill everything. You know, so a lot of individuals are going back to washing their dishes and, you know, doing things with regular old Clorox, Clorox bleach. Now, I'm looking at right. some information, and it's basically coming from it's townhall.com, and it says the CDC just set a much longer time frame for keeping larger gatherings closed, and this is dated March 16th, and they indicate that the Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued a new recommendation on Sunday that gatherings of 50 people or more should be canceled for the next eight weeks. And like I said, that goes on to the recommendation is made in an attempt to reduce uh, the reduction of viruses to new communities and slow the spread of infection 
in communities already affected by the viruses. So it goes like so. You're saying that was just that was just that just came out saying down to 50 people. Yes, conferences, conferences, festivals, weddings, parades, and sporting events. And that was another thing too when the sporting events start getting canceled because of some of the athletes that they're finding that are um, have tested positive was another big issue. They had one of the guys, I forgot which I think it was the Utah Jazz, he apologized because he didn't take it serious in regards oh. to his behavior and were now being um held accountable for some of the things that we're doing and some of the things that we're seeing. You know, like I said, we don't want to scare individuals, but we do want to make sure that we are putting information out there. And you know, they um, – Well, does them. that mean – wait a minute, Nessa, Jeanette. Does that mean – let's say you want to go out and have – so 50 people. Don't restaurants have 50 people? So how does that yep. affect restaurants? Because they're closing down restaurants too. They only want you to do – if you go to certain restaurants, they only want you to order through drive through or um, take out. Okay, so you mean all these restaurants that are like, there's some good restaurants to go to. And, what, what, and what's going to happen after eight weeks? They could go bankrupt. I know. Could be. Yeah, I don't people know. don't get that's their livelihood. So that's why I'm wondering if the banks I was just asking a friend of mine who's done my insurance for thirty years about skipping one of my premiums for and people are saying that people there's don't notices skip. going out that don't no, skip no, no, no. They're talking about they're talking the about yeah. some places are offering to skip premiums for the month of I March wouldn't... and April. I could see mortgages, I could see credit card payments, but I would not just get my insurance premium because I wouldn't want the insurance to go into default. Now, I'm looking at something. Well, no, I asked him about, about, about that, and he said it wouldn't, you know, but I wouldn't skip my insurance anyways. But now my life insurance, I will tell you, I asked him about that, and he said, well, because of my policy, the way I have my policy, it's a, it's a whole life. I have enough money in there to fund it, so I can actually skip it for a few months. You can't. If I but now was, need to use that if, extra money you, because it can pay for itself. Correct, but there's a difference. There's a cash value, and then there's the uh, face value of the policy. It's two totally different things. Now, but like I said, I wouldn't recommend that because I wouldn't want something to happen to somebody, and then they find out that they're uninsured. So that could be a big issue. Now, when we well, I did about- ask them to find out. I did ask them about the life insurance, and even because it's because the money is there to pay the premium. It wouldn't affect so I because I gave an example. If I if I postpone it and something happens to me, is it still going to pay out? Yes, it is because what they're doing is my face value is taking care of part of the uh, is taking care of the premium. Got you, but okay. And I'm like, we can oh, talk okay, about that okay. Later, and I can explain to you what I know in regards to that. But um, when okay. we talk about again the pandemic panic, these five tips can help you regain and you're calm. And one of the things we know that anxiety thrives on uncertainties because a lot of times individuals are uncertain and the coronavirus spread or unanswered questions can make us feel vulnerable or fearful. It will come to individuals' community. One of the people want to know if they're at risk. You know, they've got what's called natural anxiety at the moment and a kind of shared stress that all in individuals in most cases are in a state of extreme uncertainty. Now, one of the things mm-hmm. they indicate, and this is coming from NPR.org, it says, plan ahead to feel more in control. Both of us who are prone to anxieties like to be in control, which is what a lot of people are doing. That's why they find up on the target issue. If you take basic steps prepare for the possibility of an outbreak in your community, you may feel a sense of relief, for instance, ask your employer about a work-from-home option. Like I said, clients are calling me wanting to know if we can do telehealth, which is something else, but be prepared for disruptions in school clothing, which they have, have a contingency plan for these disruptions. In addition, identify trusted sources of information you can turn to in the event of an outbreak. It is also very important to say, oh, well, no matter what happens, I've done my best to be prepared. And like they say, failing to plan is planning to fail. Another thing is unplug and learn to be in the moment. It is important to be in the in the know, but don't need to obsess over the news. A lot of ways, Michelle, that's one of right. the ways we can reduce our anxiety, 
is don't obsess over it. There's a point where information gathering could become problematic. So you don't want too mm-hmm. much information because you start becoming more confused. So you can unplug from the news for a bit and, you know, some like you talked about earlier, some mindfulness apps, some yoga, some meditations, listening to music. Right. You know, it could take your mind off of things. And also, prioritize good sleep. While there's still a lot to learn about this um, coronavirus that's going on, you want to make sure you get some rest because you don't want to deprive yourself of sleep. Exercise and eat well is another thing, and there's always good advice, and it's worth emphasizing during times of uncertainty. Like I said, right before I got ready to do this show, I got so hungry. I said, let me eat up my food. So, so another thing we yeah, talk well, about probably mm-hmm. nerves and stress too. Wanting to eat and stuff like that. Oh, so um, I've got another conference call coming in that I have to take, and they're they're calling okay. early for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, go on and take but, care of that. Um, I enjoyed Thank talking to you, and I'm sorry we have other people listening. I did share the number and tell Thank people about you. the fear, and I know that tomorrow you're on and. I can try to do it tomorrow and see um, what's tomorrow's topic about. We don't know, but we're going to be still talking about how to, because it's basically when we do the pulpit from the pulpit to the couch, so we'll be giving biblical teachings in regards to probably, I don't know what the topic's going to be yet, but I will let you know. Okay. We're going to probably still stay okay. on this because we have to go back to our faith. We have to go back to our trust in God because God is in control no matter what. So probably That's somewhere right. on what we're going to talk about. So the okay. next thing in regards to, as I was talking about um, exercise and eat well, is we also, and I indicated, we have to wash our hands and embrace the right. elbow. You know, so be careful. You know, a lot of times individuals like shaking people's hands, but we don't know who's infected, who's not infected, especially now that we know that there's no particular look and some of the symptoms and signs can sometimes go dormant. So don't right. be so overwhelmed. I don't mean to be interrupting, but they're calling me back again, and i got to take I, this call. Okay. All right. Go okay. on. Talk to you later. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. So, again, we want to make sure, and also, and Michelle had indicated earlier is our children are watching us. If they see us panicking as adults and if we're out of control and we're being disobedient, a lot of times they're not going to know what to do either. So we want to make sure that we lead by examples. And it kind of goes back to that when we talk about being dishonest, when you tell a person it's going to be okay. And part of it is because you feel deep down inside this too shall pass. Now, one of the things in talking about how to overcome your fears when we get stuck or we get afraid, we got to know what scares us. With this um, pandemic that's going on, are most people afraid of either dying or they're afraid that they're going to lose money and they're not going to be able to eat, they're not going to have no toilet tissue? It's like, what are you really afraid of? Because with learning how to overcome your fear, you have to find out what it is that you are really, really afraid of. And there are many fears that interfere with individuals' happiness. Right now, this fear is actually disrupting people's day-to-day lives, meaning going shopping, going to church, going to school, um, communicating with one another, engaging in celebrations, and people having to uh, postpone their weddings and go attending conferences. So this is some of the things that are happening. And like I said, Michelle brought up the two, that some individuals are afraid to finance. But fear paralyzes actions. The most common reaction is fear is a situation of, I can't, I can't take this, I don't know what to do. But sometimes we have to be mindful. It's not that we can't do it. One of the things is we have to hold on to our faith and we have to stay positive. Fear also shuts down our brain. Whenever a person is in the grip of fear, they feel like a deer in the headlights of a car. Fear can paralyze them. And also, visualize yourself as unafraid. A lot of times individuals are still saying, I'm not afraid, I'm not worried about this. And it's not that they're being naive to the situation of what's going on. It's they know that they can't do anything about this except for do their part. 
by staying calm, by staying connected, by making sure that they wash their hands, by perhaps limiting some of their social media contacts and things of that nature, but making sure that they're being mindful of what's really going on. Another thing is practice acting as if. I listed so many other things that have happened in the world that we got through, and many of us will get through this too by practicing the as if. Because by using the as if method, you walk, talk, and you carry yourself exactly as you would completely unafraid in a particular situation. Continue to smile, continue to make people laugh, which is what we do. My computer had just almost shut off, but that's okay. You know, and use humor. And use the law of reversibility. The law of reversibility says that if you feel a certain way, you will act in a certain manner with that feeling. Like I said, humor works. So it's not like we're laughing as if these things are not happening. We're laughing as a way to keep ourselves calm and to be able to normalize things that are going on about our day. I want to let you guys know, be safe out there. Remember, cases are going up, but the thing and why we're doing this is we're trying to slow down the spread and make sure we are saving people's lives and not only the lives of others but also ourselves. And remember that 99% are recovery. So just because someone says that you are infected, it doesn't mean that that's an automatic death sentence. So again, take care of yourself, social distancing, washing your hands. Again, can't wait to hear from you tomorrow at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And until then, remember, you got this. Bye-bye.